my friends. Welcome back to another podcast. We are back in the vehicle for a trip, and we are back talking about some relevant topics for the journey itself. Uh, This particular topic is really going to have to do with sugar cravings and kind of how I've approached the sugar addiction. You know, we talk about food addiction, but really it was the sugar that was drawing me in, and that cravings, that draw, that headache that you get and maybe some of you can relate with uh, the headache of going on restriction where you go on a diet and it's that initial headache it's that initial just desperation of having something of taste or flavor and really my whole life was kind of dictated on if I'm going to go on a diet if I'm going to go on some sort of plan I'm definitely not going to taste anything good I'm not going to enjoy anything and I'm I'm just going to be stuck in this, like, how long can I deal with this torturous diet so that I could get to my goal weights? And that's probably the biggest thing that's changed with the journey now is me really understanding that I could still eat good and lose weight if I wanted to lose weight. You know, say I'm at my maintenance now, I could still lose weight if I needed to lose weight and still eat good. And anyone on the journey itself, if you're looking and interested in losing weight, there is restriction there in the sense that you're not eating like you used to be eating, but there, there shouldn't be too much of a torturous kind of extreme restriction because that's what really leads to binge eating. You know, binging is coming from a point of I need relief. I need I need a let out. I need to let it out and binge into this particular thing or I had a binging episode. And that typically comes from the root of, you know, having so much restriction in your plan that you're resorting to relieving yourself with this binge episode. And and that's really kind of how I've wanted to change my approach for long-term sustainability and success is not being on this super restrictive plan, but really finding the best way that I could approach eating better, eating healthier, but not being so restrictive that I end up diving into something that I shouldn't be having. And so that's why I think it's so important to know how many calories you can have and then developing a plan to have things that you enjoy within that plan. And that really comes into terms or comes into play with sugar cravings. Oftentimes, our sugar cravings are really led from a lack of protein in our diets. A higher protein intake, what that's going to do is it's two main things. First, it's going to keep you fuller longer. It's going to keep you a, a um, the, uh, uh, it's going to give you a higher satiation or that, no, I'm good. I don't want to eat or, oh, no, I'm full. I'm just, I don't feel like eating. It's going to give you that because protein is going to be longer to, uh, longer to digest. So you're going to have that longer period where that food is digesting and going through your body. So you're going to have that fuller feeling longer. And then secondly, there's the thermic effect, which if we're going into kind of the um, body features, you know, the, the body responds depending on the type of food that you intake. You know, the, uh, the type of food that you intake has a net impact on your body. What I mean by that is your body's going to have a thermic effect or a heating effect when you intake a carbohydrate, a fat, a protein, and there's a high, higher thermic effect when it comes to eating protein versus a carbohydrate, meaning your body is going to heat itself up. It's going to go through a thermic effect in order to burn off protein versus carbohydrates. And so it's going to be higher. So, you know, if we think about and if we're in the carb 
kind of carb watching community. If we think about net carbs, you know, you look at the total carbs that are on a label and then you look at dietary fiber, dietary fiber is counting against what the carbohydrate is. So if something is 10 grams of carbs, but there's seven grams of dietary fiber, if you've ever heard the notion of net carbs, that means there's three net carbs or impact carbs are only gonna be three. Well, when it comes down to protein, you're only looking at, or you're looking at a reduced impact on your body when you're intaking protein because of the thermic effect that takes place with protein versus carbohydrates. Meaning, not only when you're intaking protein are you feeling fuller longer, but also there's a less of an impact with protein when it comes to calories versus fat and versus carbohydrates. And so a higher protein intake is where I've really based my journey on and what I've continued to incorporate into my journey as far as a priority and what's really allowed me to maintain and sustain long term. So if you are on the journey, say you're starting off, prioritizing protein is huge. If you're in the middle of your journey, keeping an eye out that you're not snacking or grazing or nibbling at those carbohydrates, those sugary items, rather than really prioritizing protein. And if you're at your goal weight and you're looking to maintain, finding where you're getting your protein from. And I've really put a priority on this and you can tell based on my recent uh, podcast topics is that I've really put a priority on watching the intake sugar, the, um, the sugar intake. I've watched the added sugars, the processed sugars. I've been very mindful in speaking about those because in my particular journey, and it relates to a post that I just recently put up, is that if the added sugar, processed sugar on the label is higher than the uh, protein amount, I won't get it. I won't touch it. So, you know, my special labels unit on Thursday, I talked about Lenny and Larry's cookies on how their full cookie, which um, in the actual cookie bag, there's two servings. So the full cookie is 450 calories. Uh, I think it's, excuse me, oh. uh, waking up, working East Coast time on the West Coast. That's what that was. Um, the, uh, the cookie itself is 450 calories. It's 59 grams of carbohydrates. Um, and then you've got some dietary fiber. So there is a net you know, carb uh, amount but there is uh, 25 grams of sugars, but there is uh, 19 grams of added sugar, and there's uh, 16 grams of protein. And so the, the um, added sugar is higher than the protein amount, so I won't get that cookie. I will look for alternative cookie options when it comes to a higher protein cookie because the added sugar is over the protein. Now, what, what happens with that is knowing that I have a priority on protein, it's going to impact me away from me making the decision for it. So what I mean by that, if I've always got a priority on protein, if I've always got a focus on protein and, and that's what I'm going for, then I'm going to feel fuller longer, which means I'm not gonna nibble as much, I'm not gonna have the sugar cravings as much, and that's not something to where I'm always making that decision not to do it, it's just something that I feel, I feel full. I don't have that feeling of a sugar craving or that sugar draw. And it's not gonna happen overnight. Hey, I had a big protein meal, so I'm just gonna feel it all of a sudden. No, that's definitely something that you've gotta build up as a habit and you've gotta 
come at it with a plan. You've got to have a plan of a higher protein intake, a higher protein approach, because studies have shown multiple times that a higher protein intake leads to higher satiation or fuller feeling longer, but also it does um, go after and it does um, impact the sugar cravings. I was just reading an article uh, in detail. It, it was talking about that oftentimes our sugar cravings have to do with our lack of a quality or a sensible protein intake. And so, you know, one of the um, nutritionists that I follow, uh, he was actually talking about during the breakfast time. And, you know, if this um, is, if you're on a like intermittent fasting, you know, plan, this might not uh, be something that relates to you, but if you're someone that typically enjoys breakfast, he was talking about enjoying up to 30 grams of protein during breakfast so that way you're really carrying that satiated full feeling throughout the, the good portion of the morning. That way you're not um, getting yourself in trouble too quickly when it comes to sugars and carbohydrates early, like our donuts and our pastries and stuff like that. But if we're focusing on a higher protein intake to start with, we're really setting ourselves up for the rest of the day to be successful. And so if you have a plan and whatever that plan is, think about what you typically have for breakfast and do you have an approach of a higher protein intake or is it more carb or sugar focused? Is it more um, kind of processed focused? If it is more fo focused on uh, processed food or more sugar or more carbohydrates, that now's a good time to really reevaluate or evaluate what you're having for the beginning of the day in regards to protein and how to really prioritize and put that as a priority. Sugar addiction, that sugar craving is not going to just be cured just like that, but that is something that you want to taper off or put a focus so you can help taper off that, that sugar kind of craving because that is definitely relevant. Sugar is very addictive. I, I will always remember going on an anniversary trip with my wife to Mexico and we stepped off and we had a lot more uh, sugary items, uh, pastries and everything in between. It, it, it's a time where I completely step off, stepped off the plan I, I have or the approach that I have. And I remember coming back from that vacation, going around Costco and being drawn to these donuts that I've seen time and time again, but have never actually been drawn or tempted by them as much as when I got off uh, a vacation or off of my diet plan. So very addictive. Sugar can very much draw you in and it's something to where I was drawn to them, but as I got back into the plan, as I gave it some time to get back into the habit of the alternatives that I uh, like, then I started noticing, and even now I'll go to Costco, look at the same donuts, and I won't be drawn to them. So it's definitely something that you've got to uh, take one day at a time. You're not just gonna all of a sudden, just like that, overcome your sugar addiction or your sugar craving. It's something to where you've really gotta have a plan of, you know, I've got to focus on protein. I've got to focus on alternatives. You know, uh, I always talk about the Costco protein bars, how they went up in carbs or net carbs. You know, their protein brownie bar or their cookie dough, you know, it did go a little bit higher in their nutrition as far as uh, carbohydrates are concerned, but their sugars are pretty low. And for the taste that it provides, it's a fantastic segue when you're looking for an alternative um, versus the high sugary stuff that we're typically drawn to. So I think finding alternatives is important. It allows us to enjoy something that we typically have a taste for, but it's not impacting as much, uh, impacting us as much in regards to the sugar. But really, I, I heard ever since I was 500, 400, 300 pounds, how much 
uh, carbohydrates were the issue. And for me now, really coming to the food education side of things, sugar is the culprit. I mean, sugar is really the culprit of what draws us into um, the addictive principles of things that will lead us to be a calorie surplus. You know, when we get that sugary and kind of that um, real draw cravings wise, a lot of it has to do from the basis of the processed and added sugars. And really, it's added for a reason. These food companies are making money based on our addiction. They're making money based on our draw into these foods. So of course they're gonna add these things on because if they know that we're drawn to it more because of these added things, then of course we're just simply a customer to them. They don't care. They don't care whether we're uh, natural, it's healthy, gluten-free. They don't really care about that. They're just putting stuff on their labels so that they, they can draw to a particular group of individuals that will end up giving them money. And really, coming to terms that a food company doesn't really care. Uh, we're non-GMO grass. They're doing all these things at the end of the day to get our money. They're putting these labels and they're saying these things because it'll be popular for a certain group of people. And that certain group of people will say, oh, well, it says this or it does this and does this. Well, I'm going to give my money towards it. At the end of the day, follow the money. That's probably a huge lesson. And that's probably a separate topic altogether with on a podcast is follow the money follow the money. I just recently found another Instagram page that took my photo and posted it on their page. Um, I, I've always wondered, you know, do these guys just want followers? Is it just for validation? Uh, no, it's the link in their bio. Their link in their bio is a ClickBank or a Click uh, affiliate, affiliate marketing link. Meaning if they sign up for an affiliate marketing which you can see all over TikTok these days, and they grow a following based on other people's photos on Instagram, someone clicks on that link and someone buys that keto plan that they offer for $39.95, that person that put the link in their bio gets a commission off of that. Well, think about it. They're growing their account to 200, 300, 400,000. Say they get 100 people and they make 20 bucks in commission. That's all they need to do. That's their full-time job. That's their full-time job, taking other photos and posting it on Instagram. And that's how they're making their money. And so we see all these um, scams out there. And really, at the end of the day, it's because of the money. They're looking for ways to make money. And so follow the money. Why are they taking photos of mine and other people's? Because they want to make money. You know, why are these um, labels saying one thing or highlighting one thing? Because they want to get your money. And so the special labels unit is geared towards exposing or, or helping provide education in regards to labels. But really, the sugar cravings, the sugar addiction that we have, the sugar draw, comes from the added and processed sugar that's added, and that comes from an industry that wants our money and that wants to take our money. So they're gonna add things and put things in our food so they draw us to it a little bit more so that we have this uh, draw to the things that are just not gonna benefit us. If the added or processed sugar is higher than the protein amount, it's not gonna add anything to our journey. It's just gonna simply set us back. It's something that I've personally uh, focused on and it's really helped me maintain now five years later on my journey to not dive in and, and go back to old habits, but it's really helped me sustain long-term by putting that as a priority. So I'm hoping that helps. If you struggle with sh uh, sugar craving, sugar addiction, trust me, join the club. It is something that we, are fighting, especially when the industry is trying to facilitate us 
in a way of drawing us into those cravings and those addictions. Um, but definitely a big focus that I would say is a higher protein intake, taking a look at the protein amount, um, the quality of protein that you're getting and really putting a priority on it. That's a post that I put today uh, was really about that is prioritizing protein uh, because studies have shown that a higher protein intake definitely helps taper off sugar cravings, uh, but also helps keep us fuller longer. Um, you know, a big goal is, is finding um, the best food education you can on, on what keeps you fuller and what's denser. So a good example is a cup of strawberries or a cup of watermelon is only 150 calories. And that typically is a little bit of a denser food, so it'll keep you fuller longer. So the more that you know as far as foods that are, are, are denser based on a smaller quantity, the more impact you're going to have because you'll be able to eat more but impact the amount of calories versus say potato chips, you have a little tiny, you know, five or six chips and you're looking at 400 calories. It's that food education, it's that understanding of it. So um, your sugar cravings, your sugar addiction isn't random, isn't out of nowhere. It's oftentimes hormone led by the added sugars that are put in our foods, but know that there is a plan in place that you can put to overcome it. It typically comes with you know, the food education, finding natural sources of sugar like fruits and your vegetables, but also a higher protein intake that allows you to overcome that craving. So I'm hoping this helps provide some education for your journey. I'm hoping that my um, my podcast can provide some sort of help along your journey and, and some assistance. I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast again. I'm going to continue bringing these uh, every now and again or as much as possible, varying on topics depending as they come. I want to say a th uh, special thank you to those supporting this podcast on a monthly basis. Your contribution definitely helps even if it's 99 cents a month. I want to say thank you. It does help. And uh, that's it. That's all for this podcast. I will talk to you on the next one. Take care. Bye.